Have you heard about the bill that was passed on December 27, 2020, but you're wondering just how it's going to impact your business? As always, we're here to help you understand. So listen in as we talk about some of the big changes and what you need to know for your small business. You're listening to the Mastering Your Small Business Finances podcast, where we get straight to the point on topics that ultimately affect your bottom line. That's right, as an entrepreneur with a small business, money management, growth, marketing, they all affect your bottom line. I'm your host, Chris Ponick. I'm a certified public accountant, and I've been helping small business owners like you navigate and easily understand these complicated topics for over 25 years. I'm a wife, a mom, a grandmother, and a small business owner myself, so I know your time is valuable. In my free time, I make the best sugar cookies and have mastered an amazing chocolate chip cookie recipe. And that's not just my opinion. You're in the right place. I promise your time will be well spent here. Each week, you'll gain confidence and clarity while making a successful impact on your business and grow your bottom line. Get comfy, grab a cookie, and let's get straight to the point with this week's episode. Are you looking for a computerized software solution to do your bookkeeping? I highly recommend checking out QuickBooks Online. I've been using QuickBooks myself for over 20 years, and they really know how to streamline processes and make your bookkeeping and recording your transactions simple and easy. QuickBooks is one of the top software solutions used by small business owners, and I would say that over 95% of my clients are currently using QuickBooks for their businesses. One of the features most of my clients and I take advantage of is the option to set up bank feeds. You simply link your bank account to your QuickBooks account and QuickBooks will automatically import each transaction into your QuickBooks file. You'll save a ton of time not having to manually enter each of these transactions. You simply review each of the transactions and make sure they're getting recorded to the appropriate account. And then click one button and they're in. Wanna know more? Head over to financialadventure.com QuickBooks and learn how you can save 50% off of your first three months. Welcome back. Today we're going to go over some of the main points in the Consolidated Appropriations Act 2021, or the CAA bill, that the President signed into law on Sunday, December 27, 2020. The bill is over 5,000 pages long, and I promise I'm going to break it down so you can understand it and it's relatable to you and your business. This bill includes government appropriation provisions, the stimulus package, as well as updates on the PPP loan. First, I'll cover the $600 stimulus payment to individuals with income limitations. This is calculated much like the first stimulus payment, and the eligibility will be based on your 2019 tax return, but It's actually a credit that will be applied to your 2020 tax return. If you already received the stimulus payment, you will not receive the credit on your tax return. But if you haven't received the stimulus payment and based on your 2020 tax return, you should have received it, you will be getting that credit on your 2020 tax return. There's also a $600 payment for each child dependent that is 16 years or under And please note, at the time of the recording of this podcast, the president is actually trying to increase the direct payments from $600 per person 
in the bill to $2,000 per person. There is also a $300 weekly federal enhancement in unemployment benefits for 11 weeks from the end of December through March 14, 2021. All right, let's talk about what will really impact your small business. To start off, the PPP loan forgiven amount is not considered gross income and, pay attention to this, any deduction you used for the forgiveness of your PPP loan is not disallowed. The bill restores the tax deductibility of expenses used for the PPP loan forgiveness and it states that no deduction shall be denied. This means that any expense you used for your PPP loan will also be deductible as an expense on your tax return. This is going to make a huge impact on your 2020 tax return. This was a good thing. There is a second round of PPP loans that will be available, which are for smaller and harder hit businesses. There is a maximum loan amount of $2 million, and in order to receive this second draw PPP loan, the eligible entity must not employ more than 300 employees, they must have used or will use the full amount of their first PPP loan funds, and they must demonstrate at least a 25% reduction in gross receipts in the first, second, or third quarter of 2020 in comparison to the same quarter in 2019. This bill also simplifies the forgiveness process for loans under $150,000, both the first PPP loan as well as the second PPP loan. This simplified process will include a one-page forgiveness certification for loans under $150,000. I do want to mention, you do still need to file for forgiveness with this new application. It is not an automatic forgiveness. They've loosened up the expenses you can use for your second PPP loan as well. You can now use eligible non-payroll costs to include certain covered operations expenditures, property damage costs, supplier costs, and worker protection expenditures. This means you could use expenses that you may have incurred for a drive through window, a new ventilation system, business software for processing payment or tracking of payroll expenses, human resources, sales, and billing functions, or accounting or tracking of supplies, inventory, records, and expenses. The covered period does not have to be either 8 weeks or 24 weeks, as it was stated in the previous PPP loan. It actually can be anywhere in between those durations. The FFCRA, Families First Coronavirus Response Act, which originally required employers with fewer than 500 employees to provide mandatory paid sick and paid family leave for certain reasons related to COVID-19, a tax credit for any amounts paid to employees for the required paid leave. This new bill now extends the tax credit portion for employers that voluntarily offer paid sick or paid family leave through March 31, 2021. The mandatory leave portion of the bill will actually terminate on December 31, 2020. An item that many small businesses are really happy to see is that the idle grants that were received of $10,000 or less will no longer reduce the PPP loan forgiveness. And it is understood that if you already filed for forgiveness, you should get your idle grant forgiven as well. 
If you're familiar with the business meals deduction, you probably already know that they are currently only 50% deductible. With this new bill, they are making the cost of meals a 100% deductible expense. That's right, you can write off 100% of your business meals and this new provision is effective for expenses incurred after 12-31-2020 and it expires at the end of 2022. So what does all of this really mean? Well, first of all, it's going to take some time for the SBA and the Treasury to get their forms, the guidance, and processes in place. Not to mention, it's going to take a bit for the banks and the lenders to get up to speed. So what could you do now? If you feel that you're eligible for the second round of PPP loans, you can contact your lender, and you should also start gathering your information so you have it ready to go. This information would include the comparison of your gross receipts for 2020 to your gross receipts in 2019. You might be asking how you can get these numbers, and of course the answer is it really depends on your situation. If you're using a software like QuickBooks, you'll be able to generate a profit and loss report for each quarter, and you can actually customize these reports to include the quarter from the previous year as well, so you can easily make those comparisons. When you have this information, you'll be able to quickly calculate if you fall in the 25% reduction in gross receipts category. If you do your bookkeeping manually, you can do the same process. It will just take you a little bit longer. This is just one more reason why you should have your bookkeeping up to date. If your bookkeeping is behind, obviously these numbers are going to be harder to gather and it's going to take more time. All right, to recap this episode, number one, there's a $600 stimulus payment that will go out to those who qualify. And as of the time of this podcast, the president is trying to increase that from $600 per person to $2,000 per person. Two, the PPP loan forgiven amount is not considered gross income. And the key here is any deduction you used for the forgiveness of your PPP loan is not disallowed. You get to use those expenses on your tax return. Three, there is a second round of PPP loans that are available for smaller and harder hit businesses but the eligible entity must not employ more than 300 employees. They need to have used or will use the full amount of their first PPP funds, and they must demonstrate at least a 25% reduction in gross receipts in the first, second, or third quarter of 2020 in comparison to the same quarter of 2019. Four, the bill also simplifies the forgiveness process for loans under $150,000 with a one-page forgiveness application which you do need to fill out to get forgiveness. Five, they've loosened up the expenses you can use for your second PPP loan. Six, the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, which was originally mandatory, will terminate on December 31st, 2020, but they do have a voluntary credit that employers can take through March 31st, 2021. Number seven, Idle grants that were received for $10,000 or less will no longer reduce the PPP loan forgiveness. And if you already filed for forgiveness, you should be able to get that idle grant forgiven as well. And lastly, number eight, the business meals deduction for expenses incurred after December 31st, 2020 will be 100% in comparison to the previous 50% deductibility, and that will expire at the end of 2022. 
If you're a small business owner and you want to gain confidence and clarity when successfully doing your own bookkeeping, I am excited to announce that I will be opening my Bookkeeping Basics course in the next few weeks. This course will help to ensure you're keeping up to date, so when a situation like this new bill arises, you are ready to jump in and get all the reports you need to qualify. If you're interested in learning more about this course, go to financialadventure.com slash bookkeepingbasics. I'd love to help you make sure you start your 2021 year off right. I also want to let you know about my upcoming masterclass. I'll be talking about seven mistakes to avoid in your small business. In this masterclass, you can learn the insider secrets successful entrepreneurs have overcome to raise the level of success in their business. If you're interested in attending this free masterclass, please go to financialadventure.com mistakes and register today to save your seat. And you know I'm going to ask, what's at least one thing you'll take away from this episode that will help your business succeed and grow your bottom line? If you need some accountability, join our private Facebook community and post your action item. We'd love to support you. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this episode of Mastering Your Small Business Finances. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you, I'd love for you to give it a five-star rating and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Visit financialadventure.com for the show notes, links from this episode, and while you're there, leave a comment if you have a topic you're interested in learning more about that affects your bottom line. If you're looking for a community where you can ask questions and get feedback about your small business, join my private Facebook group. You can find the links to this group and more on financialadventure.com. And remember, any financial information shared on this podcast is not to be considered professional, financial, or tax advice and should not be solely relied upon. Please consult your CPA or tax advisor for an opinion on your specific circumstances. I'm looking forward to having you tune in next time. Until then, dream big, follow your heart, and love what you do. Thank you.